0: Hello Mustang fans and welcome to another Ford Performance edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host John Clore. You know, for my years with Auto Week magazine, the Ford Special Vehicle Team, Ford Racing and now Ford Performance, I've always known that everyone has a Mustang story. So to that end, I hope you are reading my efforts to tell your story in the enthusiast sections of FordPerformance.com, as well as keeping up with the latest happenings in the Mustang hobby by checking out FordPerformanceClubConnect.com every week. Now, my co-host is a Mustang hobby and industry expert who is perhaps best known as the longtime president of the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan, or Moxum one of the largest and most active Mustang clubs on the continent, plus who also heads up Boxum for you Bronco owners, as well as being the new leader behind the International Council of Mustang Clubs. Of course, I could only be talking about Mike Ray. Mike, don't you have enough to do? (laughs) Yeah, every week it seems like there's more and more on our plates, huh? I know, but tonight, if there's anyone that you and I could call a Mustang and SVT super fan, this guy would be on top of the list, especially When you consider his car collection and what he does for the hobby in his neck of the woods, this is gonna be kind of fun, Mike.
1: I can't wait to talk to him,
0: especially about something really cool on SVT uh field that we have coming up. Oh, that's right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not gonna keep you just waiting any longer. We're gonna be talking to the king behind the all mustang in Ford Meat, New Jersey. And if you know anything about fox body mustangs, SVTs, or just Mustangs in general that are highly collectible, you'll know. Dave Wasenda. Dave, thank you for coming on the Mustang Owners Podcast.
2: John and uh, Mike, thank you. I'm uh, I'm honored to be with such distinguished uh, Ford and Mustang enthusiasts and uh, and and what you guys both do for the hobby. Uh, I can't thank you enough, and I know I speak for all the Mustang and Ford fans out there.
0: Well, you must have got the check that Mike wrote for you because I nobody ever says that about me.
2: <laughs> uh, well, it, it it was lucrative. I, I, I yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. No, so Dave. Dave, I, I got to tell you, uh, we met uh, by happenstance. Uh, but when I the minute I met you, and we started talking. It's like when I first met Mike Ray, there's just something about a car guy who's in the hobby and just loves Mustang that you I, I don't know, you can't fake it, you, you either have it or you don't. And uh, do you recall that first meeting at another collector's place?
2: I do. And we almost got uh, taken away in a tornado, if you remember.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yes. So, so Mike, uh, we uh, we met at another one of our great friends and super collectors, Monty Seawright, at his place. And Monty was showing me all his toys. And then uh, there's this guy from New Jersey. I go, What's he doing here? He missed his exit. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You came back, you got lost, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> Monty's out in the sticks and uh and then you I guess you heard me talk about uh was it the old Environ company
2: yes yes exactly
0: right. so so ladies and gentlemen if you don't know that that was a company back when I was working with SVT Ford would dispose of and I, I don't know I, I'm going to use the actual definition just dispose. we would send our used up cars parts and things that we wanted crushed quote unquote to Environ and I was just telling Monty about a car that I remember we used it in SVT marketing. We used it on the, Mike, remember that um, we had a poster with Coney shocks and we put uh, four Coney's to go uh, as a Detroit. <laughs> yeah, God, that's, that's, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah, that. Well, we did that poster and then the car was so, it was an engineering mule, was so beat up and full of different parts. We just sent it off to Environ, and then like 10 years later, I saw it at VIR being driven in anger on the track with a with a motor remated with the motor and the same car i know i mean i knew the car well and it was owned by one person that we had on our mustang owners podcast which was mark young and i I said how did you get this well dave Wasenda, his ears perked up when i said environ because apparently dave was sniffing around some prototypes that he'd known he'd heard that word environ corporation and dave thank god we had that little conversation because Ever since then we've been brothers in the SVT Save the SVT History World and um then inviting me out to your event tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you got into this crazy car business.
2: Yeah, I mean uh business uh, I guess it's a hobby not a business, right? Uh I'm I'm uh in the golf business in my in my real real world. Um but no, I, 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 it was simple. Uh, grandfather worked for Ford uh, back in the '60s in the Metuchen plant. This is during and after Mustang was was produced there. Um, owned a '85. Spent every last nickel I had on an '85 GTT top in 1987, and it was love at first sight. And I just from there on, on in, I just always had some sort of Ford in my, uh, in my, my either uh, drivers or little sports cars. And um, when I started my business and had the wherewithal to start and the storage, which is key to collecting. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And the storage capabilities uh, just started um, really hunting down Fox Body at the time uh, because that was as many of people out there that are of similar age. I'm in my fifties. That was the, the the car you remember, and you want to relive the dream in uh, in your in your in your past and and getting one of those cars. And uh, cruise it down the road, and just started getting into you know twenty thousand mile cars that were great condition. Then all of a sudden there was a ten thousand mile car, and then a, five, <laughs> a car, and a two thousand mile car, and then a thousand mile car, and a five hundred mile car, and then it turned into less than hundred mile uh, cars. So um, you know, really have been honored and uh, and, and very lucky to be able to collect and and have some of the wonderful cars I've had. Um, and uh, the Environ conversation you mentioned, uh, probably one of my most prized possessions is an Environ uh, 93 notchback silver that had the 96 prototype Cobra motor in it. Oh, uh, yeah. It <laughs> only has 200 miles on it. I mean, it's like a brand new car, but it was used in English town here in New Jersey, Raceway. And um, it's just a special car. John, you've seen that car. Mike, hope you could- see that car someday if you're ever coming down the turnpike and head down exit 8. I have to come see your collection, and I already
1: (laughs) told John it's on my bucket list.
0: Well, Mike, I think what Dave said, and ladies and gentlemen, you know, we've done dozens and dozens of podcasts here for the Mustang Owners Podcast Series, and Dave said one of the biggest truths in the hobby, and Dave, after all these times, you're the first one to mention this simple truth, that for a lot of us collectors who may or may not have the wherewithal but do at least go after a few cars, storage is the number one bugaboo for a lot of people. If they don't have the space, they don't have a place and they don't have the car. And that is so true. And boy, I like what you did when you found some space. You made it like space man cave-ish.
2: Yes. um, I I was very lucky to have an opportunity to get that space. There's 31 cars that fit in John the garage that that you've been in, um, and that's kind of our, my showcase in, in there. And and just as over the time, I, I started off wanting all the walls just blank and just focus on cars. Right, you come in, you come in here to see cars, and then I got a piece of memorabilia, and then another piece of memorabilia, and all of a sudden, like this memorabilia is just as cool as the cars are. Right. And, um, and all original items and then there, there's some of them are more rare than the cars so uh and john you, you've you helped me source a few oh, yeah. oh and, yeah and before you know it the walls were just filling up and filling up and now i became obsessed with just putting all this artwork and and you know uh and and original signs and it's just it's now kind of a shrine to you know 80s 90s and and up uh Ford, SVT. And and John, I don't know if you remember this one, John Coletti's parking sign. I have John Coletti's parking sign from from SVT in the garage. And how I, did you get that? It was on eBay. No way. <laughs> yes. yes. eBay. And I remember saying, All right, I'll pay 500 dollars for that or whatever it was. And then I called John and I said, John, is you you see that he goes, Oh, that's that's it. That's that's it. I in fact, if you look at a picture of Auto Week magazine. You could see that parking sign in 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 the back of the magazine. I got the magazine. I saw it. I'm like, "Okay." And then I mean, it, it was expensive. It went way for over $500, but that's wow. That's a piece of history that has to be preserved and has to be in the right spot. And that's what I love to do is just is when people walk in and and visit, whether it's clubs or individuals, even people that don't like Ford, it's just you could educate them on on so much. Uh, more than any manufacturer, um, what Ford has done for for the Mustang, for the sports car market in the United States, and 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 just for America, really. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you five dollars for every twenty you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine—you name it. Find out how to get your five dollar rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll: Less work, more clean. Terms apply.
1: Hey, you know, John, um, are you getting deja vu like me and all these stories that Dave's telling us? Uh, sounds like the Barardi collection, kind of?
0: You know, it, Dave, the, uh, that's exactly right. Mike Barardi had a warehouse. He just put his cars in. His, he, I just want cars in here. And then uh, he started going to other people's places. <laughs> and then he said, all right, I'm going to put one thing up. And then I think this year, Mike, I, I'm pretty sure he's covered – most of the naked walls in that giant warehouse was some kind of stuff. Yeah, but he does exactly also the same thing. What started with a twenty thousand
1: mile car, then a ten thousand mile, then turned it into a five thousand, and he does the exact same thing, Dave. Where he goes to the lowest one he can find in that build.
2: Yeah, I, I've been. I've been to Mike's. Mike's a great guy. Uh, has great stuff. You can even get a good humor while you're there. Actually, <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is
0: this is the beauty. And uh, Mr. Ray, let's face it. We need when we start telling Mustang stories, I mean Berardi and Micenda, those are, are gonna be the top guys on our list because what Dave talked to you about um is an absolute true story. One, the I found out he had a pension for SVT. And I since I was at SVT and he got disbanded, I happen to know some people that uh did not discard a lot of their stuff when they were booted out of that office. They had some stuff. And uh those same people were storing the stuff for like twenty or thirty years, not properly. And then their wife was going to call hoarders on them, and have to have it all pitched. Dave st- came to the rescue, and not only rescued this from a, a, a horrible death in some wet, damp garage somewhere, in by the Detroit Metro Airport, but but gave this stuff a proper home. Some of the impossible records and things that were kept from SVT history that were supposed to be discarded, and then. I found out, Mike, that Dave had this thing for SVT. So, like an idiot, I when I, we left the Chicago Auto Show, remember that burnout we were talking about with Coletti? Um, yeah. um Or not with Coletti, with Scarpello. Scarpello. Yeah. yeah so, at the at, when we left the Chicago Auto Show, they had this big uh, foam board barrier about performance, substance, exclusivity, and values. It's probably I don't know eight feet tall and thirty feet wide, and it broke down into four sections when we we're leaving they threw it over the side and I go what are you guys doing with this and they said we're pitching it so I stuck it in the back of one of our lightning pickups and drove it back home and once we got relocated over to Ford Racing I put it up there as as a, in an entrance way because it didn't hit the ceiling but I just tagged it together it sat there for years until we left Ford Racing and that was disbanded and they told me to take it home I thought what am I going to do with this Well, when I brought that home I said, Jenny, my wife just said, what are you doing? You no know, more stuff. So I immediately sent a note to Dave. I said, you wouldn't happen to want this. And, and he goes, what is it? I go, <laughs> he, said, he said, it came from the auto show. He goes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I showed him where some electrical outlets were in it. And, and I brought it to Carlisle. Dave came to Carlisle just to pick it up. And it will be darned, Mike, Mike, he had it up. Like I went to see him like within two months and it was already up on the wall, all lit up and I go, he's amazing. Yep, I was with you when you took it down there. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, Dave, uh, I got to hand it to you when you uh, yes, that John Coletti sign. um, I had a great story about that sign. I used to park in uh, in his spot uh, at Roush 56 that had that sign in front of it. When I got when I got my King Cobra, I parked in his spot just to get him call me. And and that sign stood there until we were moved and out of that building SVT was taken down. And I know the person who put a bolt in it and took a floor jack and jacked it out of the ground and had it in his garage all those years until his son was cleaning the garage said, dad, get rid of this, let's put it on eBay. And I know the person from whom you purchased it. And I actually, after you bought it, Dave, I called John Coletti and I told him about it and he thought I was lying. So what I told him is if he ever wants that sign to come and visit you, and come to the uh all Ford and Mustang meet New Jersey meet you and to see and sign the back of that sign
2: <laughs> that's right
0: yeah so that's the kind of stories ladies and gentlemen we're dealing with with Dave Wasenda and uh and Mike you you absolutely have to go because you know Dave Mike in the club business uh trying to take the club with just 100 members and grow it tenfold and make it something special in the United States has been a passion but for you you started differently. You wanted to do the informal cars and coffee thing. And I think, isn't that how your annual gathering got started?
2: Yes, yeah, so so um, I started with a friend, uh, just a uh, generic cars and coffee uh, 11 years ago with 24 cars in a bowling alley parking lot. Sure. And uh, it's grown today to uh, 550 cars and 800 people uh one sunday each month in the summertime here in new jersey so um a a few years ago john remember i called you and said hey i want to do an all ford one i think we can get a good turnout probably the best turnout in new jersey maybe in the metro market just for ford Mm -hmm. been able to do that uh with with our uh we have the format to do it the space to do it again the space and um and the personnel so we run this ford show now each year and usually in september um it's sponsored by Freehold Ford, our our local dealer, and uh, man, people come from everywhere, and it is just a hoot to see 400 plus Fords pull up for a couple hours and just exchange notes and have a good time. And again, to me, the this hobby, yeah, it's about metal, it's about signs, it's about you know things like that, but but the relationships and the people you meet, you know, John and Mike and and so many other friends. I in my phone, I put next to everybody who's who's part of the hobby I put Mustang next to. So, um, I, I I could just scroll down my phone and every there's a hundred Mustangs in my, in my phone, because those are the people that I wouldn't have as friends if I didn't do this. And, and some of them become personal friends. Some of them are just car friends. Um, but, but that's been the most rewarding thing of all is, is, is being able to do that.
0: Oh, Mike, how many times have we talked about this? Um, you know, it's not so much the cars. You could have a Mustang. You could take it up to the Dairy Queen on Thursday nights and get yourself a double cone. Um, you might even go to a cruise in. But once you get involved in the hobby, once, like, you get involved in a club or a, a regular event, um, it just takes off. It is the relationships, Mike. And this is what Dave, this is how Dave has built his uh, his whole system of Mustang friends through just these relationships. you we are talking about? But, um
1: absolutely relationships and people are the reason I do what I do and for 18 years now and um you meet lifelong friends in this hobby and just like dave said some are just Mustang friends but some of them actually turn into like family so it's 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 really really nice and that's exactly the reason I do what I do um it's because you know if you're putting on an event and you did all the planning for that or like like dave with his cars and coffee you know the you see the people's enjoyment on their faces and you know that you're the the reason behind that. You had something to do with that. And to make someone else's day better or make a memory for somebody and know that you were involved, I guess that's the, the main reason why I do what I do. So I'm sure Dave can probably
2: relate. Mike, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, you know, running those events, John knows, uh, you know, we work. Uh, I remember uh, John came to our last Ford show and we had to put it in a warehouse because it was raining out. And there I am seeing John speak to the crowd. He's 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 so hot because there was no air conditioning in this. And here I am trying to angle this fan <laughs> so he can get air. So I feel bad that this guy came all the way from Detroit and here I am sweating him out in his warehouse talking to hundreds of people. <laughs> the point is, I'm working, trying to cool John down. He's working to try to try to make the the, the fans and the, and the uh, enthusiasts happy. And, um, and we, you know, the day of, you don't get any enjoyment. You can't show any of your cars because, you know, you're there to, to help them, but that's the enjoyment I get. I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. And I'm sure John agrees a hundred percent because he does what he does. And you know what,
1: uh, Dave also is I, I, but after the fact, like you said, and that's how I always say at my show, I get to see the pictures and everything after, but we got to watch a cool video that Evan Smith did with you there. And that was really, really cool.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, Member FDSE.
2: Yes. Yeah, Evan, Evan's a good friend. And um and he's he's great, another just great, great person for this hobby. And fellow New Jerseyan. we, you know, he grew up five miles from where I'm talking right now. Um, and uh and he's uh he's he's a wealth of knowledge uh beyond beyond uh, anybody's dreams as, as far as just the you know the racing back in the day and and all of his uh editorials and uh and leadership in the magazines
0: uh, john when did we just have did we just have him on last week yes john? we just talked to him and i am going to tell you this mike um we're at dave's show and it's starting to rain and he comes up and he says hey listen can we all move this inside we i want people to leave it's too early uh can you guys put something together of course you know i have a presentation in my back pocket, I have, I have five zipped <laughs> so he's got his projector out there. I mean, Dave, it was like 15 minutes. You were set to go. Everybody came in there. All the seats were taken, standing room only. And I think, I mean, just Evan and I were doing our typical banter. We had a lot of fun. I gave up kind of a maybe a little bit of comedic presentation about our competition in the world, about Mustang's competition. But then we did a and a Mike, I had so many people come up to me after and said, man, how did you and Dave plan this? I go, well, Dave just kind of pulled this out of his hat. <laughs> and and just, like Cleopatra, just like Cleopatra, when it was hot, she had those guys fanning them. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's Wasenda turning this big old corporate, this giant industrial fan to try to blow some of the, the heat off. We were all sopping wet. But what a great time, Dave. And like Mike said, when you provide that and people leave and they, they say, "Hey, thanks for for doing this." Uh, it, it goes beyond just you know you had fun. It, it's it's a, there's a joy involved in that.
2: Yeah, I think Mike Mike said uh, you're making a memory, you know, and and that and that's just so apropos of a show like that. I know you personally went around and and saw people and looked at their cars, and they still to this day, oh, thank you so much, John is such a nice guy. I mean, he loved my car. And 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 that's just they'll never forget that, you know, uh, even though you don't think so, you know, you're a celebrity in the in the Ford world. Cool. Very, very humble. But, uh, but 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 that that sticks with people forever. And that's and that's what's great, because, you know, hey, I can have a, a five mile Mustang and, yeah, that's great and all that. But everybody's Mustang is just as important to them. And, and you taking yeah. the time or me taking the time to see their pride and joy. It's it's just as important as any other car out there. And then that's and that's what makes this. We're not a snooty community, you know, we're not, you know, a high-end car community. We're we're just down-to-earth people that just just love cars and and happen to love Ford and Mustang.
0: Well, Mike and I talked about different collectors and um Mustang, we're lucky to have uh, really good Mustang people, but there are really two kinds of collectors, and we still know them, Dave, and we're not gonna name any names. There are some people who don't want anyone to ever see their cars. They hide them. They put them. They don't drive them. They don't move them. They don't take them out outside. They're, I don't know if they're saving them until they're 90, and then they sell them. I don't know what. There's people that buy a new car, covered up, and never touch it. I get that, but they don't show it, and where other people can get the joy of seeing a low-mileage car. And then there are people like you who you could have easily just hidden everything to the world and not ever shown anybody all the cool stuff you've all these great low mileage cars and all these one-offs and specialty vehicles, but you said yeah, let them come in, risking their fingerprints and their ding door dings. <laughs> what, what, what is the diff- Why do you do that when so many people just say stay out of my garage until I'm 90?
2: John, I, I was that guy who what? didn't let anybody in. In the beginning in the beginning, that I was that guy. And and I and, and I just was afraid, um, you know, just just didn't want anybody around things. And and then uh, that was for the first couple of years. And then, you know, I let a couple of people in and I saw the joy and and the and and the questions and the enthusiasm. It just was I said, I have to share this stuff. I, it's my obligation to yeah. share this stuff because. This is part of history and that and my mentality changed completely, you know, to where don't come in here, don't take pictures, don't tell anybody about this to, hey, I'm not bragging about it, but share it with people. Tell tell your friends about what you what you learned today. Um, You know, I host clubs. I host, uh, you know, just people, you know, uh, fathers and sons, uh, you know, families, whatever, want to come now now it's like i said i feel it's my obligation and duty to show this history and to and to teach this history uh to anybody who wants to learn
0: wow now mike you see what i'm saying when i talk to you about dave um this is a a guy who um, he could have kept going on and just kept everything to himself but now shares all this does events like like this beautiful cars and coffee this all ford show i've been to there several times mike will you come with me next time I go to Jersey to see this collection.
1: Absolutely. That's Definitely, I'm very, very at the top of my bucket list to do. And uh, I think talking about shows right now, we got a big show coming up in August um, that's celebrating 30 years of SVT. And John, right before this call, I was talking to another Dave that we know, Mr. Perasek, and he confirmed that he will be at the SVT activities with us this year.
0: That's going to be so great. I know, Dave, you're going to be participating with the SVT reunion down at NMRA and Norwalk uh yes. and Summit Motor Swords Park. But we were wondering if there's some way we could also in August bother you as a premier SVT or to come up. We're our 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 pitch is a little bit different, Dave. Uh Mike and I want to gather all of the retirees under that one big tent and try to get as many people who touched these cars uh and and have like a long reception line when you go to a wedding and you oh i did the focus and i did the lightning pickup and i was i was power and um we are we are going to ask mr Coletti one more time i know jim campesano believes he's going to get john at norwalk but if we don't i promise the world i will have john colletti there in a fat boy cardboard cutout so you can get your picture taken. <laughs> you will get your picture taken with John Colletti, circa 1994, if that's the best picture I had of him. Uh, and uh, somehow we're going to reconnect. Dave, I, I know you, you, you know all about the, how special the Special Vehicle Team was, but is there yes. anything you might consider making an appearance in, in August?
2: Well, well, you put me on the spot. You, you invited me to your podcast, and now I can't say no to that, can I?
0: Well, you could, but then when you <laughs> tell me where and when, I'll be there. Mike, you got to get them all the info now because uh, yes. we're gonna. You're gonna get to meet some. I knew you. You've met a lot of the people in the SVT world, but we're gonna try to get everybody. I love to get them all out of the closets and the. get them out of their retirement homes and quit fishing in the middle of August. Come to world headquarters and talk to people. That's what we're gonna get them to do. Just like Dave, you've done and, and caused so much happiness and joy. I, I understand you are kind of thinning the herd. You've got some really, I hear going up for auction, some really super low mileage Fox body Mustangs that just, they're off the chart cool. But, um, and when I asked you about it, you said, you know what, sometimes you take some of those older cars that you had, and now they're, you're in a whole nother new world of newer generation Mustangs. So, you know, I understand that it's, it's your, your collection is never static, is it?
2: No, I mean, I treat my collection, John, like, like a museum, you know, and how many times have you gone to a museum and you go back there three or four years and it's the same thing? Yeah, you know. So I'm always forever rotating cars around, trying to do different things, getting new pieces, and um, you know, the, it, it, we talk, we go back to storage, and you know, there's difficult decisions you have to make because I mean, I I really loaded up on a lot of the uh, Shelby's, the the newer stuff, the S550s, and now have you know a dark horse already on order for the 650 series, so just need to get some, get some room in there. So I made the difficult decision of, of picking some cars out to sell. Um, I, 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 and my best dreams that these are going to go to caretakers and enthusiasts. And, and I, I truly believe they will, that that's for the right, uh, the right people will get them. Um, and, uh, and just be happy, you know, happy to move on. It's, 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 uh, you know, I, I want to, I want to continue to, to evolve my collection and like I said earlier, for the people out there, um, you, you know, continue to share the story with people. You can have one car, you can have a Fox Body SN ninety five, whatever it is, but share those stories with people. It's it's so much fun, and and you'd be surprised, you know, if you if you read up on your particular car, how much how much history there is behind it, and uh, whether it's modified or or, or stock. And um, and and share those stories, because those are the things that people love. And just because, you know, hey, I, may, I might have more cars or other people. Your, your cars is as important as anybody else's. And, and I, I love to just hear those stories, too. So I would encourage everybody to to do that for themselves and for their cars.
0: Wow. Couldn't said it better. Mike, we have to get him all the information about what we're doing in, in Detroit this summer. And uh, Dave a thank you so much for spending some time with us. Here on the mustang owners podcast and uh, sharing your story and i'm sure if people follow fordperformancecom enthusiast and read what's happening we will definitely be promoting your all ford uh, mustang Meet new jersey this coming year as long as you keep having them we'll keep uh, banging the drum for you because you are one of our favorites thanks again dave for joining us
2: thank you thank you john thank you mike thank you again for everything you do for us uh, i can't thank you enough and I, I speak on behalf of all of our the collectors and enthusiasts out there that you guys are really special and uh and it wouldn't be the same without you
0: Well, oh, that's super great i appreciate it mike we'll have to go we're gonna have to pack up our van and get out there to new jersey and we look forward to seeing dave wacenda either at carlisle or at. Yeah, NM. You gonna be at carlisle dave yeah. yes i will there awesome. we go we'll see you there we'll see you there and then we'll, hopefully we'll see you in detroit for the svt 30th anniversary So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this portion of our Mustang Owners podcast. So, until next time, we'll just have to catch you down the road.